Hello, everyone. Uh, Christopher Walker here again. Uh, so glad that you can join us uh, for our final lesson uh, in the series that we're uh, going through right now called The Peace of God. Uh, today, we're going to be focusing on um, what we would like to call the peacemakers. Uh, in our previous lessons, uh, you would notice that our focus has been on ourselves and making sure and um you know, figuring out ways that we can obtain peace and have peace through Jesus Christ. Uh, but today we're going to shift the focus just a little bit. And peace is not just about us. Uh, we're supposed to shine a light so that people will want to uh, or that people will be drawn to Jesus Christ. And so we want to create peaceful situations uh, and we want to create peace in the lives of others. And so. Uh, we want to be peacemakers, and that's what we're going to talk about today. I uh, hope you enjoy it. Uh, we're going to be going to Matthew chapter 5, and we're going to be reading verse 9. Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Again, it says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. If you could join me in prayer right now, let's ask God's spirit to be here with us today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for all that you're doing uh, through the Refuge Church. Lord God, you have called us to do so many things. God, you have called us to be disciples. You have called us to go and to teach your gospel. But today, Father, we're going to focus on something that many people uh, may forget about. You have called us to make peace, to be peacemakers. And so I would pray today, uh, God, that you would just come and intervene right now. Let me be someone right now, God, who is going through a situation with someone. Uh, and and there may be, it may be a hostile situation. But I pray, Lord God, that you would give us understanding through this lesson, God, the benefits and the advantage of making peace with those that we work with and those that we deal with on this earth, Lord God. And so I would ask you, Lord God, plant that seed of peace in our hearts right now, God, and allow our ears to hear what is being said today. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray and we all say amen. Amen. Again, uh, peacemakers. I, I know it may be hard uh, for a non-believer uh, to imagine that we as spirit-filled Christians uh, ever have disagreements or that we have some uh, impure motive. It's hard for them to understand that uh, because in their eyes, we're supposed to be perfect. And they may sometimes assume the idea that the new birth experience it produces perfect people with no capacity for jealousy, coveting, anger, uh, anger, or any other less desirable behavior. Uh, if that was really so, that would be an awesome thing. But the truth of the matter is there will always be occasions for debate. And if I can even say strong disagreements. But we must be willing to seek a peaceful resolution and our greatest areas of conflict. Uh, when, when, um, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to get too far off subject. Uh, but even right now with the presidential debate and what's going on in society, uh, the forms of injustice that some may think or may not think is going on, uh, it can, it can create uh, these great 
uh, strong disagreements where people uh, will not want to end peacefully. They don't have a desire to end uh, peacefully. They want it their way uh, or they want it uh, no way. And so we're going to focus on that today. Um, James, uh, he was uniquely qualified, I believe, uh, to call for opposing partners to come together and seek peace. Uh, as one of the brothers of Jesus, James had gained the respect of believers and had become an important leader uh, within the church. He also gave solid instructions to the church uh, in the epistle that's named after him. James, he called upon members of the church to stop quarreling and to live in peace. For James 3.18, it says the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Perhaps the best approach to becoming a peacemaker uh, is to identify the enemies of peace. The unrestrained and immature among us are often the source of conflict. And so what can we do to minimize their disruption and to facilitate unity? We can seek God's wisdom to bring about a resolution in critical areas of conflict. Uh, as with all people, there are problems that arise with, among Christians uh, in their relationships and their interactions. James, he addressed one of the most dangerous weapons in humanity. Uh, it is not weapons of mass destruction. Uh, it is not some devastating chemical uh, warfare, some uh, uh, smart bombs, drones, or advanced artillery. Here it is. The most dangerous of all weapons is identified by James as the tongue of fire. Again, it's the tongue. It's the tongue. The thing that is in your mouth, that weapon right there, <laughs> James identified is the most dangerous of all weapons. I think that the challenge uh, of control, it begins with the tongue of controlling self. Uh, it is identified uh, as the most uh, uncontrollable member of the body. Uh, James said in uh, James 3 that the tongue uh, can no man tame. Uh, it is an unruly evil uh, full of deadly poison. That's James 3.8. Again, he said it is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. James, he likened the tongue to various objects that are small uh, but have insignificant, or should I say not insignificant, but they have a significant or a major influence. Uh, you got these big horses, which uh, they're, they're large animals. But once they are trained, they can be controlled with a gentle nudge uh, of a bridle. Great ships uh, propelled by wind through the waves of the sea are steered by a tiny rubber controlled by the person at the wheel. The tiny tongue is a small flame with great power to ignite a raging wildfire consuming a huge forest. Uh, finally, James, he declared that it would be easier to tame a wild beast than for the tongue to be controlled. This is, again, this is all the power of the tongue. Only through the power of the Holy Spirit and our continual reliance upon him can we hope to control the tongue. And perhaps that is the one reason why the tongue was chosen as the most popular member to be surrendered to God's control when the Holy Spirit fills a believer at new birth. 
when our tongue is yielded to God and we speak in other tongues as the Spirit gives us utterance, we will know that we have received the gift of the Holy Ghost. The control of the tongue, it is vital to becoming a peacemaker. Words, our words, they, they must be chosen carefully in the midst of crisis. While one word may have the power to uh, bring anger and resentment, another well-chosen expression, uh, it can disarm hostility and bring reconciliation. Uh, the wise man uh, said that those who guard their mouths and their tongues keep themselves from calamity. We may pray as David did. Uh, in Psalm 141, where he says, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. While it is right to speak the truth, Paul, he added a more important virtue, and that is to speak the truth in love. He commended maturity. He says that we should no longer be children. Uh, and he exhorted that we, uh, speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things to him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together uh, by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself. That's Ephesians 4, 14 through 16. The very essence of humanity, it involves emotions and feelings. <clears throat> Excuse me. From ecstatic joy uh, to deep sorrow, uh, we have the capacity uh, to experience a wide range of sentiment. Uh, as human beings, we will experience both tranquility and anger. Thus, we sometimes deal with the irritation of conflict when facing opposition. Um, in the chaos of contention, we may often be promoted to say something uh, that we later regret. However, as spirit-led uh, Christians, our responses should always be governed by a pure heart. Our speech should be filtered through honorable uh, motivation. The tongue, it cannot be used to bless God one moment and then curse one who was created in the same image, same image as God the next. James, he condemned this type, uh, this type of uh, condemnation, is, if, if I call it that, and he resorted uh, to nature to illustrate how both bitter and sweet water does not flow from the same fountain. And neither uh, can we speak both blessings and curses. I mean, we have to realize that everyone has an ego. We are all inclined to protect ourselves and our reputations. More than that, we are often seduced by the temptation of self-exaltation. That is when we try to make things appear better than they are and paint ourselves with a more successful picture than what is uh, realistic. It is so ingrained in our image driven world that we may not even realize what we are doing. James, he addressed the contradiction of worldly wisdom. Uh, what seems to be acceptable and even wise in our culture is not necessarily so in the eyes of God as revealed in his word. True wisdom, it comes from God. It is freely given to those who ask of him. Uh, James, he said, if you are wise and understand God's ways, uh, prove it by living an honorable life, doing works or good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. In reality, there are often conflicts in church 
within the body of Christ, I should say, James, he identified the root cause as impure motives, selfish uh, people striving to fulfill their own desires. It leads to friction and it leads to clashes. But unfortunately, in many occasions, we neither ask nor uh, receive God's wisdom or his help. Uh, given over to the quest for natural pleasures and selfish prayers, we uh, we do not receive answers from God because we fail to ask or we miss the point of prayer. Uh, it is not only for us. Our prayers must become more inclusive of others. When we become more focused on the needs of someone else and more concerned about their growth, the result will be a resolution of conflict and peace will enter into that environment. In the, in the Sermon on the Mount, a blessing was promised to peacemakers. It says that they become identified as children of God. As children of God, we take on his attributes and communicate his desires to others. So what are the essential elements for becoming a peacemaker? How can we, how can you make peace? Number one is we should seek uh, God's peace in our lives first. We cannot work to repair someone else, someone else until we have been restored ourselves. This does not imply that we are perfect. We're far from it. I think all of us can agree. But how can we talk to others about peace hey, if we are constantly living in turmoil and conflict? Jesus, he taught that the storehouse of the heart, that it must be filled with good things. Matthew 12, 34, New, New King James Version, it says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, the mouth speaks. As God's peace comes into our lives, we can experience the joy of having it flow to the others uh, from the reservoir of peace that lies in our hearts. Uh, the second thing that we must do to become a peacemaker is we should identify areas of agreement. Uh, if, if there are issues that we know will bring conflict, we should avoid these hot buttons and rather seek topics where there is a a more a more consensus. I think that's the correct word. Uh, for example, at family dinners or social gatherings, uh, declare a if you have like a political family, uh, declare a no political zone so there uh, may not be uh, an unpeaceful dialogue. I mean, occasionally controversy is unavoidable, but to be a peacemaker does not mean that we must appease everyone uh, with a different, uh, a differing opinion. When it is necessary to state a view that may stir conflict, remember the principle of speaking the truth in love, which is found in Ephesians 4.15. Uh, third, we must choose to love rather than win. Those who are highly competitive may find it very difficult uh, to... How can we say this? Because uh, I, I'm I'm hesitant because I'm speaking of myself. <laughs> we we find it difficult. It's like there are times when you just know you are right. 
And I, I, I will be the first to admit there were times that I knew I was right and I was absolutely wrong. But I think you guys can walk with me here for a second uh, that there are or when you know you are right. Uh, it is hard to allow someone uh, to walk away. I'm just speaking myself to walk away thinking that they were right. And so, again, we must choose to love rather to rather than win again there there are some things for which it is not just uh it is just it's not worth fighting for it's not worth fighting over uh, other other issues they may be so important uh that they become a hill worth dying on uh, but we can pick the right time <laughs> uh it may not be here and now but in this case just choose love because winning is not the ultimate goal we are commanded to love one one another. Uh, finally, we should be willing to endure injustice. This is a tough one. Frequently, it is pride that causes us to feel that we have not been treated justly, uh, even at the risk of of wounded pride and a bruised ego. Sometimes the best way to make peace is to suffer an in injustice. We have to release our demands and let go of our rights for recovery. A wise proverb said, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word, it stirs up anger. Paul, he valued peaceful coexistence and he admonished the Corinthian church uh, in 2 Corinthians 13, 11, for he said, strive for full restoration, encourage one another, be of one mind, and live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Again, uh, sometimes we just have to be willing to endure injustice. Uh, the final thing we must do is, as children of God, uh, we are compelled to pursue peace in all of our relationships. Uh, not just the relationships that we believe will benefit us, but every relationship that we have on the face of the earth, we must choose to pursue peace. Uh, some may seem to thrive on contention and conflict, but those are not godly characteristics. We must be more like Jesus. He is the God of peace. And if if we desire to be like him, we must also pursue pursue peace. Timothy, he was he was instructed to pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. That's found in 2 Timothy uh, 2.22. We must reject critical attitudes and pursue peace and encourage one another. Uh, Paul, he mentions in Romans 14, therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another. The qualities of peace and holiness are so important that the writer of Hebrews connected our ability uh, to be in the Lord's presence to our quest to acquire these attributes in our lives. Hebrews twelve fourteen, it says, pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. A lot of times we like to focus on the holiness part of that verse, but it begins by pursuing peace. We must pursue peace. Must pursue peace with all people. Because without peace, no one will see the Lord. Listen, I'm done today. Um, 
I just want to encourage somebody. Whatever conflict that you may have at this moment, whatever debate is just eating you up inside and out, it's not worth your peace or the peace of the individual uh, that you may be upset with right now. God has called us to be peacemakers because in doing so, we are called the children of God. And as I spoke in one of those about uh, and, and one of the things that we must do is sometimes we have to allow other people to win. And when we're allowing them to win, we're choosing to love them. We're, choo- we're choosing to love ourselves because we're not bringing ourselves uh, uh, to a, a state of mind that does not allow us to think and act godly. And so I tell somebody today, choose peace. Be peace, because there's someone out there who needs you. Someone needs you. And so I want to encourage someone uh, if. And this is just an example uh, that I'm using for myself. I'm not setting myself on a pedestal, uh, but I was actually encouraged through the actions uh, of another individual who was treated very badly uh, by someone Uh, In line at McDonald's. And uh, what they chose to do was, even though they were treated badly, they bought the other individual's food. I'm not even going to bring myself in this situation now, but they paid for another individual's food. Listen, who tried to take peace from their life. But the result of it was, at the end, a friend was made. The situation was peaceful. And I bet you that person, they went on throughout that day wondering what type of person does that. Again, it's, it's, the, it's the light of Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage us today for someone who may not be treating you right and trying to bring or take the peace out of your life. I, I, I ask you, treat them as, just, as if you would want to be treated. And, and just see how God blesses your life. Uh, let's let's pray for that even right now. Uh, Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much. I thank you for everything that you're doing and everything that you've done. God, it is so hard sometimes because of our pride, because of our desire to be right, our desire to seem that we don't want to be taken advantage of, God, to be peacemakers in situations. But I would pray even right now, Lord God, that you would allow your light to uh, to just influence us, Lord God, not only us, but those people that there may be contention with. I pray, Lord God, that the Holy Spirit will override and overshadow, Lord God, the works of the flesh, Lord God, that that are within us. But I pray that our flesh would submit to your spirit, Lord God, and that we would humbly, humbly, Lord Jesus, that we would humbly submit ourselves to be peacemakers. Oh, God, when you were on the cross, Jesus, you were on the cross and they said, if you're God, come off. Lord, you had a purpose in mind. Uh, You you, could have came off the cross. But, Lord, you looked into the future. So I pray that right now, God, that we would see the future in our situations. And while the moment we can prove ourselves right, we can prove, Lord God, and and, uh, choose the win. But in the future, God, the greater reward is there. 
And so I ask you, allow us to be peacemakers. Allow us to follow peace and holiness with all men that you may receive the glory. Jesus name I pray. Amen. God, we bless you. God, we worship you. And we thank you again. We say hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, we thank everyone uh, for joining us. Uh, thank you uh, just for uh, trying to apply uh, these principles to your life. Uh, peace is something that's often overrated, uh, but it has a profound effect on our walk with God. And so, again, uh, let's move forward this week. Uh, we want peace in our own lives, but let's also try to bring peace uh, to the relationships that we have. And so uh, I thank you all again. Thank you for joining us. Uh, looking forward to what God is going to do in our lives uh, through these Sunday school teachings. Uh, hopefully you're applying them and um, becoming a better Christian disciple for them. Uh, until next time, God bless you all and we'll see you soon.